Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to Born Offside Midweek Special. Love this when we get our special guests on because online tech is, where is he? He's in the States. He's in the States. He's in Atlanta. I believe he's, yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah. He's stepbrother's wedding or oh, something fantastic. like that. Congratulations to online tech, his stepbrother. Yeah. Um, he's living the life over there, but not to worry because a great substitution today. Yes. Kat, good friend of yours, MPL veteran Robbie Speranza <laughs> joins us. Current Marconi Stallions player as well. Robbie, how's life? Yeah, very good, man. Thanks for having me on the cast. No worries, man. Buzzing yeah. to have you. Um, Kat's always been wanting to get you on for a long time because you two actually worked together back in we the day. We did. We did. We were my first retail job. I think it was your. Mine first. too. Yeah. 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 We, we were all at uni at the time. Um, it was at Nike Birkenhead. Of Shout out was at to Nike. the. I know the way life does. And now she's sponsored by moments. Nike. How yeah, life goes. But we had a lot of fun there. It was a really cool crew that worked there, and there were a lot of footballers too. So. Mm. Yeah. It actually, that's what got me into the NPL, working with you guys. I didn't yeah. know a whole lot about it before that. Mm. It was really fun. Robbie, what boots are you wearing? Always Tiempos. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so the Nike influence is still there. Yeah, I do rock Tiempos. Were you a Tiempo girl? Where no. What you, you used to wear when you were playing? Don't Predators. Oh, mm, that would change really? now if you were playing, mm. isn't it? You'd have to be a Mercurial or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're thinking of getting those boots back on. I need to. Yeah. I miss it so much. Even being at the NPL on Sunday, I was like... Damn, yeah. I really need to be playing again. Well, that, we're going to talk a lot about the NPL uh, potential national second division today as well. But tell me about that because it was what, Apia versus Olympic. Mm -hmm. They played a men's game, a women's game and a legends game. So they, they played, there were something like seven games on that wow. weekend, okay. like between those two clubs. They get a decent turnout? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. they sold about 2,000 tickets. Brilliant. The stands were pretty full for the women's mm. game. And then obviously everyone that was there stuck around for the men's mm. first grade as well. Yeah. Um, but the girls did really well. So mm. we we the segment that we did for Opta Sport was about the women's mm. clash mm -hmm. because it's kind of those two clubs have really set the bar for yeah. the direction that women's football's going and all of mm. that. But you could see how important it was to these two clubs. And we were talking off air before about your connection to Arpia as well. Mm. Because yeah. you play for Marconi, Robbie, but Are you Arpia, an Arpia boy? My first club when I was oh. younger was Arpia, yeah, sevens and eights. Yeah. And my brother as well, up to under 10s. Yeah. My dad played there all the way until first grade. Wow. Back in the old NSL days. So yeah. We have a little connection there, but you know, it's not as strong as my connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Longer there. Right. Not going to hype it up too much. Nah, yeah. man. Keep that one down on the down low. The old uh, Tony Rossiti <laughs> paper bag payments. You're going to love it. Up your life. What, what, a, what a club. What a club. But as Italians, is it, mm. is it cool for you guys to see what the earlier Italians did with football in Australia? Yeah, it's not just the Italians. Um, We recently played uh, a couple levels below Robbie, but we played a game away and we actually played at the old Polish club. Mm. Um, which was a team in the in the top tier of the state division back in the 70s and 80s. And still they've got some veterans there working in the Polish club. And the football team doesn't exist anymore, but they're yeah. still there. And there's all these photos on the wall of players that they brought from Poland to play. And I think just for, for all the ethnic minorities, it was just a great like sense of community, which you would have seen there yeah. at Olympic versus Apia. A lot of people were very excited about that Legends match even. Yeah. All these guys that, that were top tier. We know a few of them. Tassa was on the pod yeah. as well. Um, so it is great. But Robbie, 
Marconi. I spent three years there as well. You've how many years have you been at Marconi? Uh, that's my fifth year, and I had a year back in 2010 as well. Right. So place. you've been there a long time, and there would still be. I mean, is, is Robbie still running around? Robbie Phillip and still yeah. running the place. <laughs> he's yeah, still man. running around as well. There's those 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 cult heroes, those club members that are still there. How good is MPL football for those community members? Oh, it's amazing because people like him, you know, he lives it, he breathes. He's been there for I don't know how many years, mm. fifty odd years or something, and. Mm. And he gets involved in everything, not just the football. Like we yeah. had the Castagna Day, like yeah. the chestnut festival yeah. um, on the weekend. And he's there roasting the chestnuts all day. So he almost good. became one by the end of the day. Like he was Smelling red, like almost it. Almost had a heart attack, but it's yeah. all right. He survives, you know. We had the, the defib right there and he was yeah. good. Yeah, it's amazing. And these clubs have been dragged through. Well, these clubs have kind of been dragged through the mud, mm. right? With everything that happened when the NSL finished and the A-League started. But now there's all this momentum. Has there been a change of pace with the chat of second division? Do you feel like there's this different optimism at Marconi Stallions now? For sure. Yeah, when we had our like negotiations for next year, yeah. already they're, they're not offering two-year contracts anymore. Right. <laughs> they're telling us, you know, we're going to be going oh, into wow. new discussions. It's okay. a, They reckon we're front runners to be in that competition. Obviously, yeah. Marconi has all the facilities. They have the, the club, the gym. Yeah. I don't know how many fields. Yeah. Um, artificial ones going in the back, brand new change rooms. So I think we're we're a shoe in for that. So yeah. they're pretty much trying to prep us to go into what would hopefully be a professional environment. Or wow. would you say that Marconi's facilities are up there in terms of the quality of you? You've played for a few different clubs. Mm. Are they up there in terms of quality? Marconi is the best run club I've seen. Wow. Mm. And I think they've got more than what a lot of the A League clubs have. To be honest, I mean mm. we own a humongous piece of land that is yeah. very well designed, you know, yeah. and there's different fields we can use and different the artificials going in soon. So we're going to mm. have artificial to train on before we play against the teams we play on artificial fields. Yeah. Mm. We have the main pitch, which is looked after amazingly. Mm. So we're always, we've got everything available to us. Anything that's close to, I think the Wanderers have now yeah. that amazing facility and yeah. they have artificial, they have grass, they have a thousand fields as well. But <clears throat> in terms of like a clubhouse and it's self-funding and yeah. everything else, I think Marconi is biggest club in the country. Do you still get pasta cooked for you when you win? Yeah, yeah after that's every game, the pizza, Even the pasta. Even if you so After sick. every home game, every we all game? got in the clubhouse. We got looked after like kings. Wow. Um, when I was at my game, they stopped cooking pasta for first grade. Oh, really? That was there the Why? year they got relegated. Why, Claude? Oh, that's a punishment. They, they had seven points that season, so they were like, fuck they you They said, if pasta, you guys mate. don't win, no more pasta <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, the pasta stopped. Good to hear they started that back up again. I then moved to Sutherland Sharks where it was sausage rolls and party pies. That's, that's why always stick to a wog club if you can. You want to play for the Italian you've in the really group sold, You've really sold Marconi as a club right now. Yeah, it sounds best. amazing. It, it is. is the best. It is. It is really, really good. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about our second division because you, you're now 30 years of age, Robbie. Yeah, I'm getting old. You feeling the years? Yeah, I'm feeling it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, body, the body doesn't recover like it used to. <laughs> <laughs> but are you excited for the opportunity to, because you're a physiotherapist as well. Yeah. So this is the, the beauty of being a semi-pro player is juggling life, juggling like a profession with playing football at a level that is still so high mm. and so competitive and people demand the best from you, but you've got a day job. But for you, do you see this as a golden opportunity to fulfill that dream of playing professional football if Marconi go up? It's an interesting situation, I think, for people yeah. like myself and a lot of people who are in that same sort of boat. Mm. Um, reason being is obviously I've been a physio what, seven years now. Yeah. So... I do reasonably well there. I'm pretty busy. I'm, mm. And I work a lot of hours. And I put a lot of hard work into it to yeah. try and succeed there. Yeah. So if the football was to come along and be full-time as such, mm. you have to start juggling, like, is it worth my time? Mm. Yeah, I've got a, a wife and a, and a family and mm. a, a mortgage. Yeah. Mm. You know, and at the moment, I have a lifestyle that I can support. And if they're going to change it and say, you know, you're going to come here, but we're going to pay you this much. And yeah. it's going to be a big detriment. Well, then can't do it yeah it might be a little bit of movement i don't know we'll see yeah gotta try yeah. and juggle juggle what, that's what another side of it isn't it like it is for all the conversations we've we've had about mm. the second league or the mm. second division you don't really think about how dis 
disjointed like the lifestyle can be yeah, when something sure. like that comes in. Well, there's a lot of a lot of young talented guys I think will definitely take advantage of that, yes. you know, because that means should. they can be professional at the moment. The way it goes, you have what 12 A League clubs, 12, is that right? 12, yep, yep. One so, of them is in New Zealand though, so, so 11, really 11 clubs in Australia mm. essentially, mm. and then what 20 players per club, mm. yep. So you have 240, yep professional Aussies he's a mathematician as well which is <laughs> Robbie's <laughs> very smart that's very smart see, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, imagine so if, if you're here, if you're at 19, 20 and you haven't quite hit your peak or you haven't mm. cracked into, into mm. A-League mm. You're, you're going to get going to uni yeah. like I did you know, I yeah. did sports science I didn't even know what to do yeah. I put all my eggs in that football basket initially yeah. and things don't work out the way you want them to and mm. I was I was pretty crushed man I was yeah. Yeah, my, old man, my old man just said to me well if you're not going to do that full time yeah. you got to go to uni 100% so into uni and then a year and a half in, I realized oh, I can be a physio doing sports science. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. Put my head down, my ass up, and here we are. Yeah, definitely. How, how, tell me about that experience when you were younger playing football. So you were you played for RPG, you said you were young, young. Yeah. What about that age, that peak age where everyone's kind of on the verge of going pro? Where were you at that time? 16, 17, 18. So I was at Banks and City Lions, 16s okay. and 18s. Yeah. Then went to Marconi in the 20s. Yeah. Um, had probably my worst year ever. I thoroughly disin- did not enjoy it at all. Mm. <laughs> but, at Marconi, um, at Marconi. That first year. Yeah. I was treated extremely poorly, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. that's life, you know. Um, so did I was actually happy when they got relegated at the time. I was <laughs> <laughs> had a bit of a bitter taste that. in my mouth. Yeah, but you know, yeah. now I'm back and I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but in that age bracket, then I got to Sydney FC in the under mm-hmm. 20s, back mm-hmm. when it was just a national youth league and an A league team and it was no feeder, like no youth teams and mm-hmm. it was just you play mm. um, interstate and play yeah. other youth teams. And yeah. That was a crazy experience, but mm. yeah, it was... Interesting. Do you feel you were part of that lost generation? Cause Definitely. Ch- chatting to... So I, I had an interview with Graham Arnold going into World Cup qualifiers when they were playing Saudi Arabia, Japan, that period. And we sat down and did a great chat. And he wrote a... He had a lot of time in COVID. He was stuck in Dubai and Qatar. Mm. Couldn't see his family. So he wrote a... He basically wrote a thesis on the lost generation of footballers. Um, and I think that was pretty much everyone from born in late 80s, around 1990, to born in 2000. So both of us actually fall in that lost generation. And that was a generation where the NSL stopped. The A-League came in. There wasn't even a youth team for a while. Then they added mm. the youth team. But I, I, I experienced the same thing. I went into Sydney FC at one point when I was 16. And it was only under 21s. It's a massive gap. Huge. And so now when I see kids, you know, I'm happy for them. It's, mm. it's, not, it's not a jealousy thing, yeah. I assure you. But when I see that you can play for Sydney FC 13s, 14s, you can play your age group and it's so much easier to be able to train, see where you want to go. Whereas we were yeah. part of that generation of trying to film yourself, sending it overseas, doing your best. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? It was you, shit. And you did that, Robbie. Like you, yeah, you right. went overseas and tried to get scouted. Yeah, to you. I went to Greece, mm. AEC Athens, and then went to Belgium to a club called Rusula. Okay. Um, interestingly, when I was there, I didn't quite enjoy it. Yeah. Actually, I was. Uh, that's when I realized we live in the best country in the world. I was yeah. in in Greece. I was. I liked it. But in have Belgium, you got a Greek background? Or no, you, I'm Italian. You're Italian background, full, yeah. yeah. Just, Why Greece? Just that was the hookup that we got in terms of a, <laughs> a trial. So that's and went. you have married a Greek woman. I have married well. a Greek. Woman. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, my right. half Greek. My yeah. ancestry says I'm 15 percent Greek. So there's <laughs> okay, a little, right. there's a little yeah. bit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How long were you at Ike Athens for? For I think it was like a three week period. Okay, right. Um, it actually went pretty well, but. To stay there on no money would be impossible, and the yeah. club was getting bankrupt. It was on its way down to the fifth division at the time. I think they, a few months later they almost liquidated. Right, brilliant. Um, yeah, so it was pretty bad. They're good with money. The Greeks, aren't they? <laughs> it was a bad yeah. timing <laughs> to go there, I think. Um, but yeah, so I, I did that, and then that's when I realised, man, I, I'd rather live in Australia than in Belgium, where it was cold and cobblestone yeah. floors, and everyone on the bicycles and stuff. Yeah. Like, man, I'm on beaches, and like my nonna's cooking. <laughs> so I was like, right. there's no way I can live here. So yeah, yeah. that's when I've been that idea, and thought I'll try and focus on the, on the Aussie pathway yeah, yeah. and then that was pretty much like it'd be like picking an all-stars team in the NBA sort of thing or yeah. just, or a Galacticos you know just invited people to a trial who yeah. was 
the bit like the better players yep. and then mm. had, i think we had an 11 aside game okay at macquarie back in the day yeah 22 players trialing and then they picked 16 and the rest became trainers. I remember that. And that was, yeah. I went through that exact same All experience. the coaches were all That's lined so up wild. on the sides, like 10 yeah. of them just sitting there. Who was coaching at the time? I had Brian Dean okay. as our head coach and okay. Miro, who's now coaching United, was yes. our assistant. Miro was there. That's right. That's right. When I went there, it would have been a few years after he was Corica already, mm. was on the 20s coach. Yeah. It, was, it was tough. They, that's literally the experience that, that I went through as well. It was one really game. Brutal, you had one yeah. game to make it 11 v yeah. 11. It's got to show yourself. Yeah. for the best. Yeah. How do you go into a game like that? Well, at the time, I was like, I was really motivated. Like I love, I'm a big game person. I hate playing little teams because mm. it's just like harder to get excited for. Mm. Um, as you get older, I think in experience, you start to work out how to get your, your mind right for those mm. games. But mm. back then I was I was pumped. I yeah. spent the whole year at Rockdale. My coach is Mark Rudin at the time. Yeah. Or yeah. Marco Rudin. Yeah, Marco now. now I think he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember like every week he dropped me to 20s and I had no idea why. And I was yeah. I was training the house down. I was yeah. pushing and pushing and pushing. And yeah. eventually I confronted him and said, like, why aren't I playing? And he said, you're one of my best trainers, but unfortunately like you're 18 or 19 yeah. competing with guys who are 30 and whatever else like, yeah. I'm probably not going to play over them it's just yeah. the way it is and then he said but I can like you know send you to, to trial for a youth team and I was like I'd love to brilliant and, yeah and while you were involved. there Kat mentioned on the pod earlier this week you shared an ice bath with Alessandro Del Piero fully nude I know no, no. <laughs> I think I got the stories confused yeah, there's a few stories there there's combined. two stories of yeah. you in an stories. ice bath and I okay. need you to tell both well, okay. I actually got three stories of All right, ice baths where everything happens okay. yeah man <laughs> interesting experience so okay. um, there was one day I got called in to train at um at I think it's called A and no, not ANZ what's the one in Homebush called yeah Stadium Australia I think they're called yeah. Accor, Accor now I think Accor. it is yeah, yeah. And I'd, I'd done a leg session in the gym the day before. Okay. Then my coach calls me and says, hey, like, can you play in a game tomorrow with the first grade? And I was like, of course. And yeah. I realized, oh my God, like, how am I going to recover for this? Oh. This is bad. <laughs> oh, no. So I've rocked up to the game and I'm trying to like save myself the whole game. And then mm. I think it was the 88th minute, I started cramping everywhere. Yeah. Quads, yeah. hammies, calves. Like, yeah. pff, I was on the floor. Yeah. So I said, all right, just go in. Everyone's having a compulsory ice bath. And naturally, I just thought, oh, everyone showers naked. So everyone like, <laughs> ice bath naked. <laughs> so I jump in the ice bath and then... Two minutes later, all the boys start coming after me, all in their skins. Mm. And like, you know what happens in the cold. You know? Well, that's and the thing. Yeah, it wouldn't have been your most flattering moment. Yeah. So I was like, man, this is way too embarrassing to get out like this. So I reckon I stay in there like for 20 minutes as every player got in and out. You know, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of like Del Piero. And back then was like Brett Emerton and these sort of guys. I was like, no, nah, man. waiting gonna... for everyone to get so out. Every single player got out. And then after they all got out, maybe with like half frostbite. Oh, I, didn't, right. I didn't even have anything left. I was an innie by then. It was an innie. Yeah. I just <laughs> rolled down to the hot spa, got out. So the next week they said, same thing. You know, we had another session. This it was at the other stadium in SFS back then. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what it's called yeah. now. As well. um, and that way, they said again, compulsory ice bath after the, after the training. So okay. I was like, all right, this time I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Came in my skins. Go I made sure it. I wasn't the first one. You know, I launched everyone else and I'm like, all right, beautiful. Yeah. And I'm looking in the ice bath. The ice bath is on one side, the showers on the other side. So everyone's sort of facing each other, talking. Yeah, yeah. And I just see a gap next to Brett Emerton. I thought, oh, how good is this? You know, I could be rubbing elbows with yeah. Socceroos legend. Rubbing not just elbows, everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in the ice bath, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then um, I've just gone to like go next to him and I've just like stuck my toes in and then like my foot, and my ankle, and yeah. my shin, and then my knee. And I'm looking for this step where like, what they're all sitting on. I get mid thigh and then I realize, oh shit, these guys are all standing. And I've belly flopped into the, oh. into the ice bath, splashed them all. Psh, I come up, I'm like, <gasps> you know, like the, the surprise, water up my nose. Yeah. They're all pissing themselves. I've like drenched Brett Emerton with ice bath water as they're all like resting on their elbows. Obviously, they're standing in there. 
man, I was like, I'm never getting a nice bath ever again in my life. This is bullshit. So, oh, shit. I'm crying. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's so funny. So my, yeah, my last experience with the ice baths was the only positive one that I had, which was still sort of awkward. But yeah. they said, oh, everyone has to get in an ice bath to train. Is it Macquarie? Yeah. And they had those like old black recycling bins. Remember yeah, the ones? Yeah, like, yeah. So I got Very jumped in one. Then everyone's in with... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good. I love seeing the players in the recycle bins. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was in pairs. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go and make another first grader feel uncomfortable. We'll have to go with the, tw- like the 20s kids. Mm. So... I got in my own one and then Del Piero jumped in my one. Right. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like Del Piero just picked my bath. Like, yeah. Because you're a Juve fan as well. Massive. I was born wow. in a Juve jersey. Like, yeah. From the day I was born, my dad said I came out with it. Fuck. Um, so pretty much I was sitting there and then like we're sitting with our legs intertwined. <laughs> and then I'm like on a date with Del Piero in an ice bath in a recycling <laughs> bin, you know, I was like, this is amazing. And it's the most then, romantic moment honestly, in your life. All I was thinking the whole time was like, I hope I don't give him tinea. Like I had a bit of like <laughs> athletes at the time. Like if I'm the bloke who gives Del Piero athlete's foot, man, I'm, I'm in trouble. Like, don't want to be that guy. <laughs> That's so funny. So you're, you're there locking legs with Del Piero in an ice yeah, bath. Man, are, you, like, are you having a chat with him at this point? Yeah, I was. I, I, I didn't know what to say, but you know, yeah. I used to get real nervous. I was yeah. like, oh, so how are you liking Sydney? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, it's a very good, you know. I'm like, where are you living? He puts a point. Yeah. I'm like, what's a point? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's beautiful there, right? Eh? And I'm thinking, where the hell is Potts a point? <laughs> I'm trying to, Potts Point? Like, I still haven't even been there before, you know. I'm, like, yeah, yeah. I'm from the inner west. I haven't been that area before. But yeah, yeah I'm like, ah, oh, it's beautiful there, aren't you? He goes, yeah, beautiful. I'm like, okay. It's a humble guy, yeah? Amazing. Wow. And like watching him, or training against him was like bizarre. My, my first session with the first team was marking him in his mm. first session with the first team. Right. So they said an 11 aside game. Yeah. I came in as a centre back. Yeah. And watching him and idolizing him my whole life yeah. you know, the amount of torpedo that I was, wasn't funny yeah. so I've come in and I'm like oh my god like that's him yeah. like, he's in front of me and I've never seen like a professional player like that that close before yeah. and during the game I just walked past him and just touched him I'm like I just touched Torpedo <laughs> and I tackled him once it was off my own bad touch but you know my panel beat us so it's alright like, yeah. ball came up I tried to bring it down I think I got him by surprise it yeah. went to him again and I just poked it off him I thought I don't care what anyone says. Oh, I, like Del Piero, yeah, 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 I am yeah. now at that level. Yeah. Del Piero was what, 36, I think, when he was playing and you're 30 now. Yeah. Now you're getting to this age. Do you even respect even more how good he was at that oh, older man. age? That guy, like, the way I think about it, his level of intelligence was mm. astronomical, mm. right? Like he could have a PhD, master's in, in football, right? Yeah, the guy, yeah. his movements would, he, when he would, he would check in, if I followed him, there's a hole in behind for someone to go straight through on goal. And like, yeah. he just timed everything perfectly and, the way I would see it is there's probably like 3,000 divisions between Juventus mm. and Marconi. Yeah. And there's that many players in between us. And yeah. this guy's at the top and yeah. I'm like over here, you know, like an, or here somewhere, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this guy is so much more intelligent than I am. And all I can do is just watch him and yeah. just hope that he doesn't score yeah. and make me look terrible. Yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty of football. You guys yeah. can still cross paths. Yeah. 3,000 levels apart. That's you amazing. Cross paths. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think like, I think I've learned that. And, you know, you, you mentioned earlier before how you go through that period where you, you think you're going to be a professional footballer. It doesn't work out. But I think when you get older as well, you look at all these moments and you realize that football still gave you so much. And I'm sure some of oh. your best friends have come through football. I know mine have, Absolutely. let alone moments like you cross paths with Del Piero. You, you've got all these stories to tell and you didn't even, okay, you didn't go to the heights you would have thought at a younger age, but football's given you so much. I think that's a nice thing. And Amazing. only MP, a lot of MPL players can relate about that when you get older. It's like, sure. you realize you still went through so much and you're still going now. You've got a cup game. Yep. Coming up tonight. Tonight we're playing Sydney Olympic. There you go. So by the yeah. time this pod uh, goes up 6am tomorrow morning, we'll know whether you go through. How many more rounds till you get to TV? Three more. So if we win tonight, okay. two more games, and then yeah, we're in the semis of the Waratah Cup and simultaneously into the right. TV rounds, hopefully. Right. And that's probably what's missing with Marconi Stallions. They haven't had a proper cup run, have they? Yeah, no. Nah, we had my first year there, we played Melbourne City after mm. we went to South Hobart, which was yep. an amazing trip too. Like, yep. you know, when you... 
in, in these sort of things, obviously, we only get to play our furthest away games, Wollongong. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when we want to get an away trip, we're yeah. hoping for something far. Yeah. And I was just saying the whole time, give me Darwin, give me Hobart. You know, yeah. Darwin or Hobart, yeah. Darwin or Hobart. And Hobart comes out first. I'm like, come on, Marconi, Marconi. Yeah, we're yeah. riding the screen, you know, <laughs> come on. And then Marconi comes up, like, yeah. yeah. yeah we're all throwing drinks in the air, we're buzzing. So. <laughs> And then we lost to Melbourne City the next game. Um, but right. since then, yeah, COVID ruined a couple of them. Yeah. Last year, we lost to Colerain in penalties and okay. lead up. And yeah. yeah, just stumbled a couple of times. But yeah. hopefully this year's the year. Yeah. Did I hear that the Australia Cup is coming for women? I'm not sure. I haven't okay. heard There's anything about it, but I would hope that it right. is. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what's missing, I think, in the women's game. Mm. Because I think, like, even looking at our women's club, like, there's so much now being put into the MPO and they're playing for promotion and relegation. The only thing missing is that chance to go all the way. And I almost think the level's probably even closer from MPO women to A-League women. I, I'd argue that there's not a huge difference, to mm. be honest. I mm. think um, as in the best NPL teams yeah. are very similar to the to the A-League team. Well, Western United just took an NPL team. We spoke about that yeah. on Monday, right? Yeah, Calder United is essentially in the A-League and they're through about to the Western the United <laughs> front. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But... Yeah. I think the biggest issue with having like a cup for the women would be the overlap in all the seasons and stuff. Mm. At the moment, it's not as, it's not found, it's not created the way that the men's game yeah. has been. They need to kind of and the tweak players all of shared, those things. Right? Yeah, exactly. Girls go there yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, there's a lot of like mm. half of RPR are like Sydney FC girls. Yeah, so that'd be hard to somehow so. maneuver. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they would get around that, but it yeah. would be great to see. Yeah, it would be very good to see, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see our Marconi run. I do have a soft spot for Marconi. We'd love to see you guys yeah. go far in it. I did also spend a long time at Sydney Olympic, but hey, don't worry about the Greeks. We'd rather, <laughs> we'd rather the Italians win that. We're both wearing Italian jerseys today as well. Um, tell me, Robbie, as as a physio, does that make... like You're still going strong. Yeah, I know you're saying you feel sore for a few days, but to, I know how hard it is to play semi-pro football when you have a full-time job. As mm. a physio, does that help you as a professional footballer? Do you think the reason you can still go well into your 30s is because of everything you learn from over there? Massively, massively. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> A, for management of my body. Mm. You know, if I have a little tweak, something sore, something here or there, I know how to straight manage diagnosis. straight away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just funny you say diagnosis. A few years ago, I rolled my ankle and I felt a crack in my, in my bone and I was hobbling around and I'm like, oh, I can't come off. You know, they need me, I think, I hope. Yeah. And, um, and the coach is like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I think I just fractured the base of my fifth metatarsal. <laughs> and He's just like, what? And all our coaches were like, oh, what? <laughs> and then only the physio's jaw dropped and he goes, what are you doing out there? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It may have just like adjusted. Like, hopefully it's just like a little crack. Yeah. And I'm hobbling and it's getting worse. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I can't run anymore. <laughs> I got to come off. But, um. Yeah, so diagnosing yourself can be good and bad, you know, because yeah. sometimes like ignorance is bliss. Like, yeah. you don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Just keep playing on or That's ignore right. it. and But yeah, normally, generally speaking, I know if something's pulled up or why it's happened and I can address my causes. And mm. yes, yeah, so yeah, I have to manage my body a lot better now. Do, yeah. your, do, your, play, um, do your teammates come to you for a second opinion yeah. when the physio says it's one thing and you're like, <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk. So every now and then they do because, you know, if the physio says I go out for three or four weeks, like, oh no, man, I, can't, I can't afford three or four weeks. Yeah. Like, can, you, can you make it two? And I'll yeah. be like, yeah. So with our team, like, we have a really good physio, so I respect him a lot, and I always yeah. tell the boys, nah, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to see you. Go talk to him. Like, yeah. If you yeah. want some panel beating, I'll help <laughs> But I'm not diagnosing nothing when you yeah. come to me. Like, yeah. you're going to him for that stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas in the past, we've had some more dodgy type physios. Yeah. So I had, half, I had half the team coming in to see me because, oh yeah, they want to get fixed and they want to get treated. And yeah. yeah, and the conflict of interest is if you rule someone out who plays a similar position to you or yeah. something like that, then it looks bad on you. And <laughs> that's right. that happened to me once back a few years ago and um it made it really awkward in terms of the situation because yeah. he team, thought you were ruling him out just so you could play no well luckily he and i have a really good relationship okay but the team physio started like 
bad mouthing me because I ruled out a player and wow. made it. Yeah, could it? He tried to. Spin, it sounded like they tried to spin it a little bit. But yeah, F- can yeah. I just tell you something, Kat? Mm. Physios, they're like barbers. Mm. They're like makeup artists. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They know everyone's secrets. They know everyone. Physios yeah. know so much, man. Like I've I've been at clubs where physios almost like control the team because you when you're there and you're going to see them for treatment and you're there for an hour or whatever massaging, you tell them things and you don't even think. And sometimes the wrong physio. Can fuck you over. Can like yeah. the information. It yeah, happens, yeah, because yeah, people just feel comfortable with. It. I mean, these guys rubbing between well, your crotch, you feel quite comfortable yeah, at that point. I'd imagine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you felt everything. I mean, you'd you might as well tell you my secrets. <laughs> yeah. Have a good chat before he starts rubbing. Exactly, you. exactly. Take me to dinner first. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's yeah. what I tell Fizzy every time he treats me. I say, look, you're not ruling me out, but I have this, this, and this. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, because if you rule me out, I'm not listening. I'm still playing. Like, exactly. I'll, I'll rule myself out if I can't play. Yeah. Are you your brother's Fizzy? Uh, yeah, but he's 31. Yeah. Had one injury in his whole life. Knock on wood. He missed, yeah, touch wood. He literally had a little groin strain which put him out for four days this year. And I think he rolled an ankle once, maybe 10 years ago, stepping in a hole. Just built different. Stepping in a hole. Yeah, Rockdale. (laughs) And the old grass pitch used to be horrendous, but the artificial is good now. Yeah. And he's a PE teacher, right? PE teacher. He also does coaching on his platform, Draw Football. Look it up on his video. Look that up, (laughs) definitely. Um, But yeah, I think, actually I was talking about it yesterday. The guy sleeps ridiculous hours like I think 10 to 11 hours per night I called him at 7.45 last night he's whispering like, hey bro what's up right and I'm going bro like what's wrong with you like, <laughs> is that the why are you whispering is that why he doesn't get I'm injured like, is, your, is your son asleep yeah. and he goes nah like, we're all asleep I'm like we're all asleep <laughs> it's 7.45 bro like TV it's just TV's just starting now yeah. good shows are coming on yeah. but um yeah, well that's the thing like, re- sleep is the best recovery there is yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and okay. I think everyone's like so harped on oh, I want to get the most out of my hours of my day yeah and, you know like for example if I go to bed at 8 I can't mm. foam roll and ice and yeah do all the all the treatment that I can do. Yeah. But sleeping outweighs all of that. Right. Mm. So if you can sleep ten hours, eleven hours a night, that's it. These guys get better. Like Ronaldo has like I don't know how many naps a day. He but, does, right? Yeah, he's got like some ridiculous napping schedule because I love this is great because I've always needed a reason to justify <laughs> having a, having <laughs> a random in, nap. Right? Being like, you know, I had a nap before the podcast on Monday. You are a napper. You stepped upstairs. I need you? a nap here yeah. and there. I am. I'm big on I've the siesta been. approach to life. I big have, on it. I have like four minute naps sometimes at work. If I have, can you talk me through a four minute nap? <laughs> is that so like I the Navy SEALs nap where like you, like my eyes are like, put you, you raise your legs. Heavy. I'm tired. And then I finish with a patient at 11.55. Next one's at 12. I put my alarm at 11.59. I just drop on the bed. I come up and I'm like, all right, beautiful man. I'm fresh. Let's do it. And you feel better. I feel better. From four minutes. I've done it plenty of times. Like, before we played Mariners a few years ago at Blacktown, we beat them 3-2 in the FA Cup. I remember that game, yeah. Yep, same thing. I went to pick up my brother from the Seven Hills train station. Yeah. And I was there at 5.52. His train <laughs> came at 5.59. Sleep. Seat back. Yeah. Wow. Six minutes came back. I was fresh as and before I was tired from my day at work. So something's going on. Fuck, there you go. <laughs> That's impressive. There you go. That's how you beat an A-League opposition. James Andrew double that day? Yes. Hey. No. That day was Gibbsy double. Okay. And my brother got one. Okay. Jimmy scored two against Wanderers. Against Wanderers. Yeah. I remember that. You guys went on a bit of a run there with Blacktown yeah. City. I'm trying to figure out if we would have played against each other, I think, for sure. I play, I, I remember playing against you guys when you had a very good team. I think you might have won the league. Um, Sutherland, Blacktown at Lily Holmes, pissing down rain. I remember the game. Do you remember that game? Was it like 3-2 or 4-3 or something? Something like that. High and, scorer? And, and, and it came was back high late. scoring. You, you guys scored late. I think Paddy Antelmi hit it from outside the box posting. Yes, it. yes. I remember the one. Fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these guys. They were, they were a good team. I remember you guys were always such a the good team. The day before that, Paddy yeah. had played in a tournament with my brother. Like a, oh, like don't a tell Neymar. me that. So he was tired as well. It was a Neymar <laughs> junior tournament. The winners go to Brazil. Yes. Yes. Crito, Crito got, the, co- the coach at the time caught, caught wind of it apparently. And then he was ready to unleash on them. Yeah. 
if they didn't perform well. Yeah. And then lucky Paddy scores a bomb. Yeah. No, no one spoke of it again, <laughs> but it was bad news. He's like, fine, yeah. you got through that one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, we were struggling for relegation. These guys were laughing high at the top of the table. <laughs> Pricks, Blacktown, always good. I don't know what it is about Blacktown. Always a good side. A uh, couple of storylines in world football, actually, we should touch on. The first one is Wrexham, of course, now mm. are promoted. Wrexham playing the fifth division. Does this, does this show you that football, it doesn't matter if it's not the top tier, and this is probably a reason why a lot of you guys should head down to your local clubs, go watch MPL, even below it, because mm. these guys are in fifth tier and the whole world is paying attention to them. Now, apparently, Gareth Bale might come out of retirement and play for them. Does this just show you that, like, even at your level, even lower levels, there's so many stories to be I told? I like how you looked my way at lower levels. That was cute. What do you play? Strathfield? What is that? Yeah, but we you've seen me play. Katie, Katie scores bangers. The fact that you I call her Katie, I love. That's how, Sorry, you, that's how you know. I, I, I love it that's how you know he's known me that long. Because you always OG. say the OG people call you OG Katie. OG people know me as Katie. Katie. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. so Kat her dad. She used to score bombs back yeah? in the day. Yeah, man. I have like Thank videos so of much, it on like, my phone. Yeah? Yeah, like free kicks from 35 out in oh, the grand bullshit. finals and stuff. To, you I have this like on your phone. Yeah. I need to see this. There you go. Maybe if um if everyone gives us a thumbs up, Robbie will disclose. I don't believe it. AI can create anything nowadays. I don't, I don't oh, believe it. I no, don't trust me, it. the quality of these Snapchat videos, you know that they're old. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's good to see. Uh, it's hopefully Gareth Bale does link up with him. He's only been retired less than a year. So let's see how that goes. His old club, Real Madrid. Mm. Do you know what they're paying $10,000 a month on? Fines? No. They're paying $10,000 a month on uh, Twitter verification. Oh, that's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> so, so are you Is verified on no social one? Would you pay no. for your verification? Not for 10 Gs. No. <laughs> Add, what are your no, th- exactly. bucks for it. Exactly. Yeah, but what are your thoughts on how the day that peop- anyone could start getting verification, all yeah. of a sudden these blue ticks start popping up everywhere? And I'm like, we do know that you are that now paying, paying for it. a mm. monthly fee yeah. to have a blue tick next to your name. Yeah, yeah, and it hurts because uh, me and Olan, have you met Olan before? I have. We came and trialed at Marconi once back in the day. <laughs> I <laughs> actually remember him telling you about that trial. <laughs> well, he was just... He was a big unit. Yeah. It's a big unit, but I think maybe he wasn't as athletic possibly as right. nobody probably could, could have been. I think he was a bit unfit at the time because of the preseason. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think we also had a lot of centre-backs at the time, so... I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to give it to him. That's all you needed to say, dropped. Robbie. I just remember him being like a big horse of a human. You know? I was like, oh, <laughs> guy is like, That's the one thing boy. people always say yeah. when they meet him, that he's so much bigger than they expected. Yeah. 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 Loves a diag. Um, yeah. He really has to suit the system. But we love we love Olan. <laughs> Look, Olan, Olan got verified <laughs> and uh, I got verified very close. Apart. And then about two weeks after, they announced that you could pay for verification. And we were spewing because we like, everyone's going to think we fucking paid for it. No, you got it. You got it just before. Just before. I feel like you got away with it. Yeah, but who knows? You know, so now do you have to pay your monthly subscriptions? No. Or you're sweet? No, no, you don't have to pay if you got no, it. Before. I'm sure Insta still verifying people who qualify, yeah, but anyone but, can now have it. But on Twitter, you have to pay no matter what. You have to pay. So Real Madrid pay for their own in uh, in every language because they have like a Spanish account, an English account, whatever. And they pay for every player's verification in, in the first team and second team and stuff. So oh, wow. that's why they're paying 10000 Is it $10,000 worth it? I think it's $10,000 a month. Yeah, ten thousand dollars a month cumulative. in verification. I'm sure Fiorentino Perez can afford it. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're all bribing referees. That's what's going on over there. In, in it's true. Producer Shapes, don't laugh at me. This is this Barcelona and Real Madrid are both this accusing. This is such a such a shambles over there. Yeah. This video that they posted yeah. was claiming that so Barca come out and say Joan Laporta, the um, head of Barca, comes out and says. We've only we only had to investigate the referee decisions yep. because things have historically gone Real Madrid's way. Then Real Madrid come out with this crooks, Spanish video explaining that former dictator of Spain who 
was openly not a fan of Catalan people. Yeah, Franco, uh, yeah. Was actually like a big fan of Barcelona and that therefore a lot of decisions like would have gone their way. Like they were insinuating that. They're both dogs. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, I hate Barca like and Real. Spanish history would suggest that Franco wasn't a big fan of no. uh, the Barcelona region or team or any of that. Yes. Well, everyone does say that, that Real Madrid robbed a few things. I mean, those European Cups, the first five European Cups, they just qualified directly for the final. They had to play one game to win it. But hey, look, anyway. great club anyway. Uh, probably both of them have bribed referees. Now, speaking of bribing referees, you're a Juventus fan. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Good segue. I get linked in, right Well, my first question when I saw Robbie was 15 points. How are you feeling? Yeah, you got your 15 points back. Yeah, well, we got burgled of them initially, right? Yeah, and okay. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, like, yeah. It's our points, you know? You win yeah. games. Same we've got burgled of a Scudetto or, or a couple there, you know? Like, <laughs> they're still ours. Yeah. You guys still count them. I love 100% that. 100% we do, still count man. Them. Like, all the other clubs are doing just as bad as us, but yeah. we got, you know, we got penalized for yeah. it. It was a slap on the wrist at the end of the day. Yeah. We lost two Scudetti. That's not a slap on the wrist, I think. Like, you know, and we got relegated. Yeah. There I had to watch Del Piero play in the Serie B for a year. Yeah. Then you got and to meet him. And Edward, and yeah. yeah, there you That's go. Right. It, it, so, it all comes full circle. I've met a Serie um, B player before. You, to be fair, but the, well, I do think the most recent robbery did happen to Juventus on the weekend. Did you see that game against Napoli? I, I haven't seen all the highlights yet, they, but they, I saw there's a challenge where we yeah, won the ball. Yes. So Juventus scored, should have won the game. Mm. They scored 1-0. Um, and I'm happy that the Napoli are winning the league. It's fantastic for them. Yeah. But Juventus should have won that game. Di Maria scores. They pull it back for a foul all the way back for a tackle on Lobotka, which I think won the ball. Napoli go on to win the game. Robbie, how do you think... Do you think you'd be able to manage playing football with VAR? Because I know how ridiculously rough the MPL is. And there's jabs in the back and there's all these dirty things. Would you, you be able to play with VAR? And you were saying before that you like to go and look at your stats and see zero fouls, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So we get like we do get a lot of stats in our games too. Yeah. Like in stats. So we get reports every week. Tells mm. you how many passes you make, how many are successful, how many challenges you win, and mm. how many fouls you get, how many mm. you give away. I don't think we'd survive. Yeah. We do a lot of shonky things on the field, man. You get away with it. So yeah, yeah. If VAR was around, I don't, I don't know. I think everyone would be a lot more careful, a lot more on eggshells. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing is like, I think the hard thing about it is the referee has to show their face. Mm. The VAR doesn't. So no one really knows yeah. what's going on back there. Like, it's true. I'm mm. going to say something controversial here. The World Cup was rigged. There you go. Messi. Wow. Five, five pens in the first half hour of five of the seven games. I think there's something going on there. Wow. Qatar, Big. own PSG. That's their boy. Okay. I think there's something going on. Right. You heard it here first. And the two <laughs> PSG, like, golden boys, like Messi and Mbappe, both play in the final. 100%. And that's there's something good. going on. There you go. That's... Something sus. Right. And the only reason I won't comment on that is because the same guy that owns PSG owns Bean Sports, who which I produce a show for. And you're about to host that show after this. Yes. <laughs> so oh, he technically pays me. So you know what? <laughs> Chic. Prince, whatever your name is, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. I, don't I, really... I love Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> I like Qatar. Visit Qatar. <laughs> Actually, that's our sponsor for today. Yeah, there you go. And I speak uh, of, if you like to travel to Doha, it's a beautiful place. Uh, you can go camel riding and you can go... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, nonetheless, let's be real. Football does have a, a dark past. You only have to read back a little bit to see all the controversies that have happened in football. They also say World Cup 98 was rigged with mm. Ronaldo getting sick before the final. It is quite interesting. Mm. Um, I guess corruption of football is never too far away from each other. We spoke earlier on the pod uh, on Monday. We spoke to a Newcastle super fan, right? And, and we asked him how long he would give up sex to see Newcastle <laughs> lift the Champions League, right? He said he would comfortably, he's been in a long-term relationship, been with his girlfriend almost 10 years. He said he would comfortably go three years of absolutely nothing to see Newcastle win the Champions League. Jesus Christ. Now, Juve, 
just made their 22nd UEFA semi-final. You know that? More than any other That's Italian wild. team. I didn't know. But they always fuck it up at that point. Mm. They've only ever won choke. two. They yeah. always choke it at that point. It's the worst. What would you be willing to give up to see Juve win the Champions League? Are we talking about the same? It could be anything. It could be anything you want. You could be more creative. It could be anything you, like. you want. Because I don't think I could give that up. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. So. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't either. I, mean, I love football, but not that much. Um, oh, I don't know, man. I really don't know. What's your favorite food? Chicken schnitzel. Chicken schnitzel? Could you not eat chicken schnitzel for three years to see Juve lift the Champions League in 26? I'd cop it. I'd cop yeah. it for the lads. You'd cop it. There's a bigger, you know, it's a bigger cause, you know. Yeah. There's a bigger <laughs> cause I can do it. It's like, I have my superstitions before a game that yeah. I do and I think, you know what, I'm going to do this and it's going to help the team win. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I wear my Maldini socks because we aren't going to concede I'm going to win today. And <laughs> you play like Maldini if you wear Maldini that's socks. That's right. And I have all these little things that I go, if I do this, like, it's for the boys, not yeah. for me. Like, yeah. I have to make sure I do this bigger for Bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you do that when you're watching Juve as well? Do you, have super, do you stay in the same spot if they're winning or something like that? Sometimes depends. Like if I, <clears throat> like I think of like jerseys. If I put okay. the wrong jersey on, they wouldn't do well. That goes with Liverpool as well. Go for Liverpool in the EPL. So like yuck. I have to wear the right jersey on the Don't right occasion. Yuck and that. <laughs> Dis- disrespectful. Hey, 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 hey. Isn't there a golden rule? You can't go for Juventus and Liverpool. Nah, man. Like Juventus is my club. Yeah. But Liverpool, I chose because. Well, when I was younger, I didn't really have an EPL team, but EPL okay. is always shoved in our face here. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I sort of like Chelsea because of Zola and. The yeah. Italian influence there, and then yeah. then they got all the money, and they started buying all these players, and, and you, lost, you lost the love. And one day I watched them play Liverpool, and I just watched Gerard destroy a team of Galacticos on mm. his own, and I was mm. like, man, this guy's unbelievable. He's pinging forty yard balls and mm. sprinting to get the return pass yeah. and turning, and he was just bossing everyone, made yeah. them all look stupid. And I'm like, man, how good is this guy? And I felt my insides change. You know? <laughs> I felt like Rocky Four, like if I can change, man, you can get a Rocky, you can do a Rocky. Everybody can change, you know. So I was like, I'm changing, like. I don't go for this team. Like my insides aren't going for them. I'm yeah. going for Gerard. So I just yeah. been a Gerard fan for a couple of years, and yeah. then eventually, that's mad. Yeah, he like I was like, you know what? I have to go for Liverpool to make Gerard happy. Okay. So I care about his feelings. It's for the boys again. Yeah. So it's it's about for the boys. boys. <laughs> yeah, man. It's always about the boys. So I was there like, I'm gonna go for them because if they win, he's happy, even if he's injured. You know, like, yeah. He still keeps him happy. Yeah. Makes him a happier guy. So, I love yeah. that. There you go. There you I go. Know. Robbie I really relate Conroy. with that like superstitious element though. Like when something works, you just stick with it. Yeah. It's crazy how it takes over the mind. What's the though. weirdest superstition? Like what's the weirdest thing you've done? Oh no. I have so many weird superstition yeah? things. Like, even now, even though you work in media, do you do superstitious stuff? Um probably actually no, like not so much like okay. leading into like a job or something. Okay. But like if I'm emceeing something, because I get really nervous for MC jobs. Right. Because you know, you're live and people are watching mm. you and you don't want to fuck up. Mm. There are like things that I will do, but it, whether it's, they're more OCD things. Like okay. I have to do certain things in order to do well that day. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's the most I, ridiculous one you have? Is it the socks? Because nah, I don't think that's that bad. I have to do a sign of the cross while I'm during, during my urination before a game. <laughs> do it in there while I'm pissing. <laughs> yeah, man. No one knows about that, but <laughs> whoa, everyone calm down. Right? Wasn't that funny? <laughs> I, I just thought like. That's one of my bad ones. I, I used to. Sign of the cross before you play is so common. So yeah, but I, I was about a, to say that's so normal, but while you're peeing. While the pee's still coming out, I have to finish it before I finish <laughs> this too. Like it's during, it's mid. So I'm like, Why? don't you... spill while you're going. I'm trying to keep it all in. Other hands going. I'm like, all right, sweet. We're good. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know why. I just did it once and it worked and I was, it happens <laughs> every, every time. Why you so That's all you need is to win once based off of Pretty that much. and, and you stuck with it. Another one I used to do is I used to Snapchat my face while I was doing a number two before every game <laughs> and I sent it to all the boys. Oh my. Just your face? Yeah, oh. my face. I was like veins and stuff, you know? <laughs> I just forcing it out. I was trying out. to make vo- oh, protein diet. I'm trying to get volume for the lads. And then... <laughs> This year I did it and the week I did it, we lost. Okay. So I've been in that tradition for now. And then if we lose again at some point, then I'll probably bring it back and then 
if you have a Snapchat, so I'll send it to you. Well, I don't know if I want to add you now. Yeah, I, no. I was hoping, you know, to get nice scenery. I don't want to get you taking get shit. compilations, man. They don't check the Snapchat for five weeks. And they're like, bro, what the hell? Like, it's just you yeah, shitting. It's back to back, yeah. Wow. <laughs> back to back shit faces. Ba- shit face, yeah. <laughs> what is your shit? What's your shit face, Kat? I'm not doing that. No? Just, do, do you, do you go that. serious when you shit? We're not doing that. I visited that. my mate's baby. just had a newborn baby. And, and while I was holding him, he had this serious face <laughs> on. And I was like, why is he looking so serious? Like, bro, he's taking a shit in your arms right now. You know, You made him feel so safe. He could just shit in your arms. Anyway, we've taken a turn. Um, It's been an amazing chat. Uh, Before I let you go, though, I want to get your predictions because obviously you're a football nut as well as being a fantastic player. You know your football. So at this point, we've got two Italian teams left in the Champions League. Are any of them going to win? Who's going to win the Champions League? I think that's a tough question. eh? I think Madrid. Madrid are just... They're just designed for Champions League. They're yeah. a Champions League team. They have it in their DNA. Yuck. Everyone's like the City treble yeah. because City are killing it. Yeah. I, I see that, but... Do you think it's the winner of that game is definitely winning the Champions League? <sighs> I think so. Yeah. As much as I... I think Milan will be Inter. Yeah. I, I love Milan more than Inter because yes. Milan have like the classic Maldini, yeah. Nesta, Pirlo, mm, like that yeah. whole collection of players, Seidorf. Mm. Yeah. But <laughs> Inter, yeah, Inter, Inter are dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they should get relegated and give us back our squad. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping for a Milan Madrid final to keep Pep in the choke because he keeps choking every year with the Champions League. I yeah. love that. It's my yeah. big inner happiness. Like, yeah. I hate yeah. Barca, I hate Pep, hate them all. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so I want Madrid Milan and I want okay. Milan to, to jag him somehow. That'd be nice. That would That'd be, be nice. Ancelotti against Italian Milan. Football. Are you one of those Italians? Because I've met a lot of these Italians that I'm personally not like that, but some of them, like uh, one of my good friends, he's a diehard AC Milan fan. If Juve were in the final of the Champions League against Barca, he would put a Barca jersey on. He goes for, oh. like, he hates every other Italian team that's not Milan. Are you like that or you go for, nah, like, if Inter I, made the final, would you go for Inter? Yeah, of course. Okay. I support Italian football over everything. Okay, I'm like that too. And yeah. then the only one I find interesting is when Liverpool plays Milan or something. And I'm okay. like, I go for Liverpool just. Slight struggle. But yeah, if yeah. we lose, I'm still like, you know what? Italian football succeeding. It's a win-win. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah exactly right. Yeah. And he's actually a fun fact for everyone listening at home. This very niche one. But history is repeating itself at the moment. Take you back to 1990. Take us back. Right? 1990, Napoli was the last time they won the Scudetto. Okay, they won the league. Juventus won the UEFA Cup that year. Milan won the Champions League that year. No way. And Sampdoria won the Cup Winners' Cup that year. So that was actually the most successful year in Italian football history. Fast forward, Napoli about to win the Scudetto. Two Milan clubs in the Champions League semis. Juve Roma in the Europa League semis. And Fiorentina in the Conference League semis. So history could be repeating itself with Napoli winning the title. There you go. I love that. You've been such an advocate for Italian football this season. But it's speaking for itself now. Yeah, it really is. It really is. (laughs) There's a lot of people talking about Italian football that weren't before. And I like that. It is good. It's becoming part of the football conversation again. Exactly right. So many historic clubs at Napoli have done that as well. It's been great to see them succeed. They could lift the title this weekend. Robbie, let's hope Marconi, speaking of Italian clubs, let's hope Marconi go on a run, lift the title look as, as great as the MPL is I know especially as a player I hope I really would love to see you guys go on a run in the Australia Cup um, something similar to what Sydney United Same. Did because it'd be That'd so be good mad. to see Marconi go deep in it so best of luck for your match tonight thank thanks you so very much, much for joining us here on the pod it's been awesome thanks for having me thanks for joining us